0: Hello. Hi. Welcome to... It Bears Repeating. Your pop culture expansion pack. I feel like I need to rework the theme song to It Bears Repeating to be like the Recollect theme. So it's like, your pop culture expansion pack. <laughs> 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 I'm Tom, by the way. Oh, I'm Tiffany. We're back. We're going to finally finish One Cape Bush. Oh. How are you? How is? I feel like we haven't talked about us ever on the podcast a lot.
1: I am okay. How are you?
0: I'm feeling the same. It's weird. I feel like we're in like a very weird time.
1: It's a weird time. It is a weird, weird time.
0: time. For a number of reasons. For so various, many reasons. So many various reasons. And it's just like, I, where is everything going to land? Nobody knows. Don't know
1: yet. Don't know yet. Yeah.
0: I was literally asked in an interview today... Where do I see myself in, like, 30 years? I was like, I was probably Scroll not here. By. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know where I'm going to be next week. I was just being honest. I wasn't going to lie to them. I've, I'm done lying in job interviews. I'm, like, straight up, like, this is the kind of worker I'm going to be. You can have it or not. These are your Period. options.
1: Take them and as like you will. It's like, if you like
0: the way I work at the level that I'm at, that is fine by me.
1: That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And it's like, I started a new job you know they are what they are they do what they do is it all correct no are there some red flags like kind of but do they direct me do they influence me directly no in my division no no so at one point my manager was like "Uh, are you concerned because this place is kind of messy and i was like not me not messy to me around me or for me i get to just do my job over here and like mind my business and then go home so
0: your mess can happen over there and i can still mind my business
1: literally that i'm not intimidated at this point
0: i was talking to kirsten this morning and i was like (gasps) here's the thing you have to be privately a mess publicly fierce exactly like you don't need to know you don't need to know what's going on over here you don't need to know right like no one at work knows that I had a boyfriend when I started and I got broke up with in the middle of my work day and then had to continue working while we were doing speed trials for the type of work No we one do. needs to know. No one at work no one no. needs to know. No one needed and I still finished my speed time very quickly, so I don't So suck it okay. from the back, bitch.
1: Period. I guess
0: that's the first time I publicly really said that It I is. Happened. It is. I wasn't gonna say anything. Privately messy.
1: <laughs> Subjectly. That wasn't even your fault. Yeah, that obviously. one wasn't my fault. No. That one was not on you, honey.
0: No, wasn't. Sweaty. I was gonna say something else, and I completely forgot what it was. It's really hot today. It makes me... It's so warm. It's too it's delightful. No, no, this is like this. Nope. Don't you say it. It's too hot. Seventy-five. I'll take seventy. Is perfect.
1: Seventy is perfect. Because if it... I would say we barely crossed into the eighties threshold though today.
0: You know what I mean? We did, but I I felt it. It was hot. I felt it and it was hot. Yeah, it's like I'm going, I'm having flashbacks still wanting to go to Key West. Content things, content off the top. One, if you have never rated us before and you would like to maybe do that on the Apple podcasts. Do that. Tiffany... Appeared on my YouTube channel. I surely did. And we had the best time. We talked. It's a
1: podcast.
0: That's It is a
1: podcast length video. So if that is your fucking thing.
0: But it is edited and there's imagery.
1: There is. There is a lot happening,
0: actually. And a lot of it was cut out. If I told you that if you would not believe that I cut a half hour of that out. But I did. It was a feature length film. I mean, it still is. It still is. But it was like. Longer. Longer. (laughs) Tiffany got to see. (laughs) Tiffany had never seen the background of how those particular types of videos work and it was it's just you know it's it was like, very fun it is but it's also it is a lot of work it's a lot of work and that was streamlined I've never done it like that before but I was like I might do like that for myself
1: I mean I um, think it would make sense if you did what
0: and then another content thing I don't know when it'll be released but I'm going to be on a Peloton related podcast but I will post that that. On my information whenever it comes up it's very funny because I don't know I like got invited to it I've like follow this person on Peloton and they're like I'm doing a Peloton podcast. Can you be a guest? And I was like, sure, whatever. I've had it for long enough. I don't know what she's going to ask me, but I also haven't listened. listened to an episode. Oh, whatever. It's- I will as I lead into it, so I know, I know the vibe.
1: I'm a month into my new job and just mentioned to my manager that I am. I have two. Oh, <laughs>
0: he was Hi. like, "Wait, you
1: have a podcast?" I was like, two actually." I live a very full life. What can I say?
0: <laughs> When I punch out, I'm a different person. <laughs> you don't want to know who the fuck I am. You don't know her? I don't know her. You know
1: what I mean? Like, like, Honestly, I, feel like I don't know her. I, like I don't cool. know her. I don't know her. It's nice to take a vacation from her and you yeah. have to go to work. My secret is that I dressed like a goblin that lived under a bridge. And now all of a sudden, I know what I'm doing.
0: Right. When I used to work in the office, I like just put on regular clothes and people were like huh. i was like i have jeans and a t-shirt i carry it well that's right you do that's also the fierce, publicly
1: fierce publicly fierce privately messy
0: <sighs> okay this is also if you are a listener of podcasts have been for a long time we got t public reached out to us to like make t-shirts with that them. needs to be a slogan that yeah publicly fierce. <laughs> publicly fierce.
1: publicly fears privately messy i
0: think it could i think there could be two privately messy and then on Literally, the back it says on the fierce. back yes <laughs> uh but <laughs> it's just fierce, privately we mess. have a lot of things we said so if you want us to uh make josh make us some seizure, <laughs> he would do it? it he
1: would do it he would he would well, do it we would
0: also i still want him josh. to make
1: men men are better dead
0: every time we quote that i mean to tell you that we are quoting it wrong and that's the funny part is that we said it and then we now quote it wrong i know
1: i watched the clip recently
0: yeah it's like to be honest men are like it's better when men are dead
1: yeah but men are better dead like just rolls off the tongue so just so
0: smoothly yeah so smooth. So if you are we will go through the process of figuring it out only if you guys are interested because i don't think i'm gonna if add enough. any four of you would like to yeah. purchase a t-shirt here's the thing because we have now we realize our self-worth and we are just not doing extra things like we love doing the podcast but we are not going to extend ourselves beyond <laughs> the
1: podcast truly
0: i'm just saying i'm not gonna ex- like expel more energy than i have to that's all. That's why Recollect doesn't have video anymore because like no one said that they needed it or watched it. And I was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. Period. Period. So that's if you don't tell us that you like whatever's going on and we decide that it's not worth our trouble, we will stop doing it. That's just facts.
1: That, that is life.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. As a young 30 something. <laughs> prioritizing. Maximizing
0: my time. <laughs> I'm full of them I love today. Maximizing <laughs> my <laughs> privately messy, publicly fierce. Publicly fierce. Oh uh, this literally—that is also like a Kate Bush motto, if I've ever heard one.
1: <laughs> is she not? I think that is. Well, I'm... I don't
0: know how messy she is privately because she's private.
1: She is private.
0: You remember where we left off with Kate the last time we recorded? Sorry, I'm
1: making.
0: later for later for t-shirts if not we can make a tee t-public and just buy honestly our own merch. just for
1: my own <laughs> my own i but like you know how binacular. you have to pick the
0: things that they are like they are allowed to print them on i want everything to be available in crop tops <laughs> every <laughs> every item. single
1: fucking thing
0: and it has to be able to be printed on black or i will not buy it i would agree with that yeah because i Why does everyone like You want this in a white shirt I'm like no "No, I don't don't. No one wants that We just ate pizza It would be covered in swass
1: Yeah nobody asked for that No, (laughs) A white t-shirt Get fucked Are we in grade school No Stop it Stop it right now
0: (laughs) Unless people want it To be on white So they can like tie dye it Or whatever But like ew Just like wearing a white t-shirt Unless you like Just opened it And are wearing it For the fit For the gram I like don't see the point Bye Okay so do you remember where we left off with Kate?
1: No, not okay. on my head. Remind me. <laughs> so we she did. did w- she did very well. That's what I recall.
0: So we finished with the sensual world, which had the trio Bulgarka on it. And right. we, we deal with we love those women. And it's 1989. She's recently 30. Right. That's where we are in Kate's life. OK. So You are alive. I'm alive. I'm one years old. <laughs> I'm about to be. <laughs> very exciting stuff. So immediately following the... Okay. Oh, I also... There's like... This is not a trigger warning, but we're going to go some sad places. I just want you to know that off the top. So I know sometimes I'm just not mentally capable of handling sad things, even though it's not... There's no like trigger warning necessary. It's just sad. Sad things are... if I cry, I cry. That's where Uh, I'm at. But I'm just telling the Everyone who's not present with us in this room at this moment I told you days ago. I was like, we did...
1: did. (laughs) I can't... I cannot... at how i react to things in this moment when i texted you i'm gonna cry watching the rugrats Uh tears were already forming
0: okay like i could have cried the picture you sent me with that text was banana i know what was happening in that picture (laughs) but i was also like that one like yes like
1: then like singing to him oh my god
0: Okay, so immediately following the release of the Central World, Kate's guitarist of most of her albums died of pneumonia, and as he was fatally weakened by the AIDS virus, oh no! At the age of thirty-five, he had kept his condition secret, and it came as a shock to many. So no one knew that he was even unwell, and so then he got That's pneumonia awesome. and like died. The last song he would record with Kate ever was her cover of Rocket Man by Elton John, which Tom
1: sent me, and I listened to last week randomly uh-huh. and it was very delightful
0: it is it's just it's not what you expect it's going to be it's pretty easy breezy as a cover mm-hmm. but the video is like worth watching because mm-hmm. it is very fun they get to the chorus kate turns into a fan the fan turns on Ugh. and there's just wind blowing through her hair and it's just it's like
1: excellent <laughs> and
0: it's great and she's playing the ukulele it's just, like think it's like a lot of weird things that are just like randomly happening and then but it in the all end... works It was recorded for an Elton John and Bernie Taupin tribute album. I don't know. Bernie. OK, I didn't look it up because it wasn't really important to the story. I imagine he might be a songwriter without John. That was like my best guess. Oh, and if you don't remember back in episode one months ago. <laughs> we've done episodes in between. When? Yes. It's, to be fair to us. We are doing the bi-weekly thing pretty well. We had like a little kerfuffle there for a second. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, if you don't remember, Elton John is one of Kate's favorite musicians. So she was like very excited to jump on the opportunity to record for this album. She was thrilled to be a part of it. So when it was released, it was peaked at number 12 and was released in 1991. She, put this, performed, she performed the song on Wogan and it was one of her mother's favorite TV shows. Remember, I talked about Wogan briefly. It just seems like there was a... Like a musical guest. I wonder if it was like a neat, light, neat late night television show, but she, she often performed on Wogan because it was her mom's favorite I TV love that. show. In the performance, there was a guitar set on a chair toward the back of the stage. It is a tribute to Murphy. And in the music video for it, too, there is a chair that just has a guitar on it and they cut to it. And of course, the first time I watched it, I had no idea what was going on. I like, didn't even think twice about it. I was like, that was an interesting cut. Nothing. Yeah, what was that about? Yeah, and then it was like, actually symbolism. Actually, you stupid fuck. It's symbolism. You insensitive twat. (laughs) Not long after Murphy's death, one of Kate's two longtime dancers, Gary Hurst, died of AIDS in 1990. Oh,
2: no.
0: In October of 1990, that was like kind of a one-off thing, but in October of 1990, a box set that included all of her albums as well as two discs of B-sides And Rarities was released. Kate said this. I feel the box set marks the end of an era because I'll never work with Alan and Gary again. And I do miss them. And it's made me think a lot about things. And I have consciously taken a break from work since their deaths to do nothing. I've taken just six months off. I've had six months gaps between things, but but always carrying this project around. And I don't know why I haven't done it before. I'm a bit obsessive about my work, you see. But now I can see there's a part of me that loves not being tied into a project that loves to be able to go off. And she did. However, Kate did begin writing material for The Red Shoes in mid-1990. She wanted to go back to a rooted way of working, so she returned to the piano and sang the songs over and over again and worked it into what she wanted. She thought maybe her music had been too complicated for people to take in (laughs) that they have to work too hard at it. Ideally, I would like the music to be an easy experience. Which, I mean, she's not wrong because like sometimes it It can can be. be. Yeah. It shouldn't be misconstrued that Kate didn't want to sound more mainstream or marketable. She is actually literally worried that her music is too hard for the layman to get.
1: I don't think that that's an unfounded
0: fear. I don't think so either. But it does feel like a shift of some sort. Because when we worked on The Dreaming, we did not give up. (laughs) what anyone was about to think of that music. At a fan convention that year, she hinted that she may tour if things go well with the album. And it was very interesting. Kate was very into the idea of performing live at this very specific moment in time. It was something that she was very keen on doing. And Del Palmer said, "Uh, the idea of this album was to get it recorded quickly and get out on the road with it. It didn't work out that way, but the idea did influence the way the album was put together. Unlike her last album, the songs were built off of one of her bassist and drummer playing together in the same room to give them a live feel. So we're just like bouncing from one thing to another. I do appreciate that she changes the way she records every album because everything has built off of something different Mm -hmm. after the first three. Because you go to the Dreaming where it was like blip bloop surprise surprise this is what technology sounds like in music (laughs) and then she did hounds of love which got all of it together Mm -hmm. and was built off of rhythm but also melody instead of just rhythm and now it's let's just play as if it was live let's work let's work from the ground up yeah kate had gone to one of prince's live shows at wembley stadium and began chats of potentially collaborating oh (laughs) my god In 1991, Kate sent a tape of Why Should I Love You to Prince. Del Mar said it returned covered in vocals, guitar, solos, and keyboards. Prince's engineer, Michael Koppelman, said that Prince's contributions were lame disco. That was Prince's production person. Over the next two years, Kate and Del rearranged it so much that it only retained the lead guitar, synths, and chorus vocals that Prince had provided. Mm. So it doesn't sound like it went over well, but Prince... Is
1: also famously particular,
0: oh, but he's also credited on a number of songs on this album, mm-hmm. but not really. It seems like in not any significant way, but maybe providing musical music. You can hear his voice a little bit sometimes, but it's not. It's not a Prince feature. It's not like when Janelle May, Janelle Monae had Prince on a track where it was like Prince is singing a verse and on the chorus, you know, right. I So I did tell Tiffany that I think she would enjoy this album. I did not know that this was not a well-revered Kate Bush album until I started doing the research. I feel like this is one of
1: the ones I hear about all the time, though.
0: I don't know if it's about in a good way. So the author of the book kept mentioning that this album had too much, and it wasn't as carefully curated as her previous work. And it complains that it is very Americanized. And whenever I read that, I was like, I'm just a simple American. I like simple music. Forgive me for enjoying this out. I like, was offended, even though I would not, having now listened to the complete works of Kate Bush, I would not rank this one very highly, but I did not dislike it. But it is not like her other work. But I don't think that's necessarily... A bad thing A bad either. thing. Because... If we talk about one of our other favorite artists, this one's going to be a little bit more chatty because I run out of books, so I run out of a narrative. So I think I it's okay that. to like have a moment. But if we think of Marina with album four, Love and Fear, it is just an album of pop songs that are like not super crazy. No. This way or that way. But, but there
1: are like moments. There are highs.
0: There are moments. And then it also led to what we are working towards now, which feels great. And whatever's happening. Yeah. I personally think that it is more interest it is interesting to hear Kate sing something more straightforward and then uncomplicated. And I don't even think it sounded particularly messy, but that could be a twenty twenty-one view because music is very highly produced now. Extremely. So it it doesn't feel like too much is happening to me. The podcast I was
1: listening to on the way here said that Billie Eilish is the Gen Z Marilyn Manson.
0: I believe that sounds right.
1: Yeah. And I was like, you know what? E.
0: <laughs> the Tria Bulgarka would also feature on this album. But yes. The, they are very, they are, it's hard to hear them. They're not used the way they were on the sensual world, but they're there. And when they come up, I'm like, I see you sis. I know you. But the reason the album turned out messy could potentially be that Kate's mother fell ill during the recording of The Red Shoes. And after Kate performed Rocket Man on Wogan, the host sent a greeting to say, Get well soon. And then she mm. died two months later of cancer at 73. Uh. And Kate said, It felt like the end of the world. Actually, in quotes, that's what it says. People who had worked with Kate for a long time knew that she was more devastated than she let on. Repeated behavior. I feel like we never really we know how Kate feels. Yeah, the,
1: we know that we never know. Yeah is what i'm hearing.
0: They also noted the emptiness of the recording studio of Wickham Farm. Suddenly she just wasn't around and she was always around. And that was a quote from one of her the people that worked on the album. Kate said, "Usually i can pull myself through things like feeling low or having problems, but i have been at points where i just couldn't work. I couldn't possibly sing. It was beyond me and it just hurt too much." I think that the biggest thing that happened on this album is that my mother died. I couldn't work for months. I couldn't go near the whole process. I had no desire to start, no desire to work at all. But she did eventually get back to work, and the album explores the loss of youth and explores Kate's sadness without feeling, ex- without feeling, listening to it, explicitly sad. I'm going to play a song that I have I have sent you in the past, but it was a long time ago because I was like, I know I shouldn't spoil you with like, to come Kate Bush music, but the author didn't really care for this song, but I think it's one of like Kate Bush, I feel like we get to hear her sing from like her normal register, not being like too high. She's always been an impressive singer. I'm not like taking that away from her. but And she's not really a belter, but I think this is the closest we're gonna get to Kate Bush belting. So um, this is called Moments of Pleasure, which is about the fleeting times of past happiness and commemorates all of her dead friends. He mentions even Bill Duffield, who died during the, the tour. first tour. Um, and so we are going to listen to that. There is a music video, but I don't... It's not that it's not worth seeing, but it's not as visual as we've done before. All night, talking about
1: I tell you the time when Josh came downstairs and this was playing?
0: Yes, you did.
1: (laughs) He was like, are you well?
0: (laughs) To me, this song is good. It's so good. Yeah. I think that was the first time you listened to it was when that happened. Just being alive it can really hurt.
1: I love songs like this which are like sad, but also not really. It's just spitting straight facts.
0: It is, but also I don't think we are precious about our youth like we jokingly are but in reality you like I I, some people have big issues with it but like I know like life's coming for me (laughs) like you know it's not a surprise it's not a shock yeah but I also think that comes with us being two people who are very comfortable who we are and we came into that in adulthood but I think people who have adored their youth and had
1: idolized yes no I have not I would say
0: but when she, like, here, this this part of Kate's voice.
1: Yeah, this is more of the belt. Yeah. I love the
0: instrumentation. Yeah, I don't think this song is as messy as... Now, some of the other songs, like the one with Prince, I'll play you a clip of that, too, to get to the chorus, just so you can hear it. This is the part about all the people that have passed since she started her career. But the part... The po- this was written before her mom passed. But this music video, the coolest part of So she's just like standing on a thing and it's rotating, but you can't you can't see it because it's just like kind of her waist up and it just keeps rotating and she's spotting at the camera. But they use visual effects and moved things around her as the music video progresses and it's it is pretty cool and then people come in and like dance with her while she's spinning. It's it is cool, but it's just not as necessary as like cloud busting right was this is just a beautiful ballad i agree nothing wrong with this also just when she hits that the moments of pleasure just let me play you a little of the one with prince see this sounds like the sensual world and then it stops (laughs) ah yeah but again we get kind of more of a belt from one kate bush on this album this track too
1: Honestly, I don't hate this. No, it sounds not. like it's from the 90s. Yeah,
0: it's fun. I think it just sounds fun.
1: You know what this sounds like? It sounds like it could play in the credits of Fern Gully. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. Like, I don't mean that as like a read. No. But something with the instrumentation and that. that... And I like
0: that. <laughs> when the chorus yes. comes in. So we have now gone on the journey. What are We you...
1: love noise.
0: We. Yes, we do. That is a fact <laughs> that is known to anyone who's ever given us the moment to speak. Just a moment to speak. Literally
1: one. Just any one moment. Come on, fill Come up.
0: <laughs> okay, we've been on a journey with Kate. You just heard this stuff for the first time. Yes. What would you say about it? What's the sonic shift that you felt? Did you feel one? Does it not feel like Kate Bush to you?
1: It is less abstract. It is. In a sense. I don't think that it's bad No I do think it sounds of its time A little
0: You think the other stuff sounded more timeless
1: Some things definitely did
0: I think that's just her whole tra- Track Songbook to date It's just like it's gonna sound like something
1: Yeah whether depending on <laughs> yeah. on, on what and where mm-hmm. It's just like Okay so this is like unrelated but the theory Applies here Okay I've been listening to this podcast. There's like 60 songs from the 90s or whatever or some shit. And like this dude talks about these songs and it's a man. And like usually that's not my cup of tea. But he has like so much reverence for all the different songs. And they talk about all kinds of genres. I'm talking metal, pop, uh, rap, R&B, all of it. So on one of the episodes about Metallica that they did, they play a clip from the Metallica movie Where it's like a whole thing. You wouldn't. There's no reason for you to know anything, but this movie came out in the early. (laughs) I was looking for permission to not know that Metallica had a movie. I like used to be very into Metallica, but in the early 2000s, they released a documentary about them putting out an album for the first time since like the 90s or some shit, right? And at that time in metal, there were no guitar solos. It was all butt rock, and like new metal had taken over okay Okay. and there were no guitar solos so they were arguing in the movie whether they should be included or not and the guitarist kirk Hammett was like by omitting the guitar solo you think you're making it sound modern and edgy but you are immediately dating it to its It's time it's gonna sound like everything else because it's gonna sound like everything else from this moment in time i think that that something about that rings true here like I think probably from the production standpoint of it all uh I'm not mad at it though because I enjoy music that
0: sounds like it's very much from the 90s yeah
1: I'm I'm like not mad at that
0: yeah and I also as I think if you are someone who's like new to Kate Bush and you try to take this all in and I'm not saying like I'm a vet like I've been doing it for like a minute now like for this podcast but actually having to listen to and I I mean no one said I had to listen to them all but I thought it was very important to me to like actually explore all of the albums as time as we like go through them to get to this album after like the marathon of the first five this was like a welcome like a welcome
1: oh, pause yeah just I think that we also under underestimate or yeah underestimate the fact that someone who has had a, such a long storied career it's going to have peaks and valleys for sure and there doesn't it's not like you draw a line down through all the albums and then all of them meet that median place like again highs and lows and levels to the shit. For sure and there's going to be peaks on each one that maybe are special for reasons that are outside of what Kate Bush canon is yeah because I'll listen to this I fucks with that yeah am I gonna listen to cloud busting all the time probably fucking not but I think that's like a fucking like really interesting piece of art sure you know what I mean but like there is something nice
0: to be said for just like an easy ass song it really is to add on top of all of this, because of the loss of her guitar player, uh, guitar player Alan, Danny McIntosh was brought in to play on the album. He was a member of the rock band Bandit, and McIntosh was also part of a pre-KT Bush band <laughs> group called Conkers. So a lot of the band members from the KT Bush band had also been in Conkers, which is C-O-N K-E-R-S, not conquers. like I conquered the world. Discourse. It's more for like
1: conquerors bad fur day, yeah, is yeah. what you're
0: saying. Yes. Conquered bonkers. And he was well versed with Kate's work, and he had actually taught Alan Murphy a lot of stuff what on guitar. Did. So we're like coming in with a pro, a legend. Kate and Del Palmer broke up amicably no. after 15 years together. And soon after their breakup, Fuck. Kate began to date Macintosh who is to this day her husband isn't that wild we've been with Del Palmer for so long there's w- no info on why it just said amicably and I wasn't about to like research why they broke up and I'm sure all I would find outside of the context of this book would be tabloids British tabloids about you know, <laughs> Del Palmer and Kate Bush breakup Kate Bush complete bitch you know because i just feel like that has to not maybe exactly what the headlines are but what they're gonna lean toward
1: i say that there is a theory that when you move from a big relationship to your next big relationship in such a finite time you really spent a lot of time uh exiting the last relationship and learning Mm. what you don't want that's my theory but
0: I'm going to tell you off the top, Del Palmer and Kate still work closely together to this day. So it really was an amicable big Right. And it just sometimes do be like that. Kate, not only does she keep this private from the public, obviously, because Kate's not going to run to the media and be like, I broke up with Del Palmer. Like, that's just not the MO we've been operating it on. But she also didn't tell anyone recording the album. So there was just like a tonal shift between the three of them (laughs) that no one else really knew what to put their finger on. They just knew that something was ro- like something, something was a mess. Uh changed. Del Palmer worked on this album as Macintosh did. And people were working on the album could tell that something was happening, but just couldn't tell what. They were actually shocked when Kate revealed that she was dating Macintosh. This album features the one and only time Kate plays guitar on a track called Big Stripey Lie. And Kate said to Danny, I'm assuming in a very flirty way, I'm adding just a little bit of my own- Embellishing. Yes went up to Danny and was like, I really like to be able to play guitar. And he gave her a guitar to play and taught her some stuff. And she came back. And this is a quote from Del Palmer. She came back a week later and was in front of the Marshall stack, giving it to you. So I'm going to play you big, stripey lie. I would love that. <laughs> yeah! I like it because it, it doesn't. Kate Bush really sad. <laughs> She's like, get the fuck out of here. I love this. Because this song is like weird.
1: I love a weird yeah. song.
0: But even weird for Kate Bush, it's just like, there's noises. But not like even like blips and bloops. She's screaming. Go off, sis. I knew I had to play this one for you as soon as I heard it. I was like, oh, <laughs> Tiffany has this is to hear this. a required listening. Yeah. The fact that she's like playing guitar. And I think the choice of having the strings and this very cacophony, it. it's like a cacophony of noise just happening. It's, it's sleigh bells before digitized drum beats. Exactly. I love. this. This makes me very happy. And I don't know why... I imagine Kate Bush in front of like amplifiers, just a wall, like a, th- a movie theater screen sized wall of Marshall. Well, yes. Oh, wait, hold on. We just got to the solo. I just paused it. In like a peasant dress. She said, I can she- and I will. That just that was more of a fun fact that I decided was more important than it probably really is in the grand scheme of things. No, I think but- <laughs>
1: that's pretty important.
0: The Red Shoes would be the first album of Kate's to be recorded digitally. And it reached number 28 in the U.S., her highest in the U.S., and number two Mm. in the U.K. Reviews were hit or miss for the album. Some gave it a rave review as they felt like it was the expectation of what they should do for a Kate Bush album, but other people thought it was messy." So if you remember, I just mentioned that Kate was very keen on touring before this album. But with the death of her mother, it seemed to knock the steam out of her. Uh, but she did create a 45 minute film that would feature six of the songs from the album. She wrote and directed and sang for the film. And people who worked on it felt like she was distracted and stressed. And of course she was because she lost three very near and dear people to her and her mother. And which through is a, a major
1: ne- breakup. So and then started a new relationship.
0: Yeah, she's. That's like 17 years worth of things. That's a lot to deal, Yeah, that's a <laughs> lot to deal with. Uh, so people were quoting saying that working on this album, on this film, exhausted her just as much as the tour of life did. Oh, boy. So it really took it out of her. It's called The Lion, the... Not, I keep saying The Lion, because I want to say The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, because it's similar, but not. The Lion, the Cross, and the Curve would be something Kate would eventually distance herself from, saying, I shouldn't have done it. I was so tired. It was. I'm very pleased with four minutes of it but I'm very disappointed with the rest. And in 2005, she dismissed it as a load of bullocks. I would still like to watch that with you if you want to set aside time I would watch to watch it. it. I would watch I want- it. I'm interested because she's been so visual this whole time. It would just be, I feel like we'd be missing a gap, but I didn't want to watch it without you in case I figured I you would put want to watch it. I would like it. to see it. And after doing some promotion, Kate will disappear from the public eye for more than a decade, saying, I needed to stop working because there were a lot of things I wanted to look at in my life. I was exhausted on every level. This is a really quick aside, but in 1994, Kate recorded The Man I Love for the Glory of Gershwin to celebrate the harmonica specialist, Larry Adler. And Bob Mercer, like the head of EMI, really loved that she did this because this was the kind of artist he saw her as, like a classical singing the standards kind of artist. And Kate was like, I did that one time. And I think that was deficient.
1: And now I'm done. Yeah.
0: In 1996, Kate bought a 160 year old building, a former mill house near Reading, 40 miles west of London, on a small islet that had, hadn't been lived in for more than a decade, with 14 rooms and cost £750,000. And she spent even more money modifying it. And she moved the Wickham Farm studio to her mm-hmm. new land and created a dance studio on the river. I love that. It sounds like a decadent place. It <laughs> does sound so. like a decadent place. For Kate, this was a cultural reset, as I put it in my words. <laughs> She was getting back to literally the way things were, secluding herself from fame and just living her life and allowing herself to be inspired by the thing, by things and write the way she used to. Kate did work on some songs. This is like my favorite. This is the most whack ball thing that I'm going to say to you tonight. As Kate worked on songs for Coke's Fruitopia campaign. Just took the money and said, sure, I'll write them. And they are just as weird as you think they are. They're not really jingles. Kate's not singing on them. They're just music music would you like to hear a fruitopia i do i really
1: would (laughs) take their money take that money you and then i was like
0: do i remember fruit do you remember i remember the beverage yeah that's what these are for and the music videos what I love about this I don't know if you feel the same way not that that's bad but it did feel like Kate was like Kate was trolling them and said hold my beer let me get into garage band for a sec I'll got something for you in like 10 minutes (laughs) truly (laughs) Bob Mercer talked to her shortly after she put out the red shoes and asked what she was going to do next and Kate said she was going to take a rest for a while and Bob kind of poked fun at her saying you only seem to do it once every five years meaning making an album I think that's such a let's just let's unpack that for just a second i think it's very unfair to say from like 1978 to 1988 that kate was dormant for long periods of time because she released two albums in the same year her first and second album came in the same year her third album came not long after those first two came out and then in the eight like i think those all came out in the 70s and then you have the dreaming which out came out in the 80s you have running up that hill which came out in the 80s and you also have the sensual world So I think everyone needs to calm down. She gave you six albums in a 10-year span, essentially.
1: So eat a dick. Yeah, that's... Well, how dare women rest?
0: Yeah. Also, the normal album cycle is two years, so she's on the par for that, even though there were longer gaps between some of them. It calmed down. Truly. I just felt like I needed to set that aside, (laughs) to have that little I'm glad that you
1: did, because it needed
0: said. He also then pointed out how meticulous she was and obsessive she was about her music so he said it made sense for her to just when she disappears it makes more sense but it seems like this is the first time Kate's self criticism and critical reviews of her of critics and fans not enjoying the work that Kate put out and in 1994 she attended her very last fan convention so to say that Kate was an actual recluse is a stretch she just started like living her life in a normal way people decided that she's a recluse and that's something that very much was put on her not by the tabloids not something that is true so she just wasn't going to events she just wasn't being a rock star and people were like a recluse sure yeah
1: kind of like how Cameron Diaz has retired but she's just like living a normal life yeah do you know what I mean she's like isn't participating in fame right it doesn't mean she's retired she just like
0: is living her life is now. living a life yeah and good for her truly she worked hard in her young life she, why not enjoy yeah. adulthood tote. Until...
1: enjoy that money sis you earned yeah.
0: it i would kate wrote and recorded the demo for king of the mountain in 1996 the song is about fame isolation and possible redemption and in 1970- 1997 she wrote sunset and an architect's dream These two songs were written while Kate was pregnant, which is something to keep in mind while you're experiencing the songs because they very much relate to like that kind of thing when she was going through it. And Kate had always wanted children and this was an insanely joyous experience for her. Albert, also known as Bertie, was born in July of 1998 when Kate was 40 years old. Bless. This is a callback to the first episode. Her mother also gave birth to her at the age of 40 years old. Bless. Yeah. Yeah. She loves Brady and being an artist, but it took a backseat for her being a mother and ju- just so she could enjoy raising him. I wanted to give him as much time as I could. No, why am I adding words? I'm having one of those days.
1: I wanted to give you know, the much... days that I always have when I have to lead recollect and I can't say anything right.
0: Yeah, I'm having one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give as much time as I could to my son. I love being with him. He's a lovely little boy and he won't be little for very long. The, I- the idea is for him that he would come first and people were quoted saying that she that when she became a mother she turned into her mother like being caring like not in a bad way just okay at first I got defensive because usually that's a bad thing no no it wasn't like a read it was just like obviously Kate really loved her mother it was like devastating and also when a parent dies even if you don't have a good relationship with them it's a very confusing time I'm sure
1: yes (laughs) can confirm
0: because of Kate's fierce privacy, the existence of Bertie was kept secret for nearly two years. Go off, Kate. It was actually Peter Gabriel who accidentally revealed the existence of Bertie during an interview. Uh he just said he said something about Kate being a mother. Like it was like so casual. Like he was just ta- he knew He's it. Talking it's about a his friend, Kate. Yeah, he knew about Bertie, right? Just forgot in the second that being a mother also means you have a, a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course when the tabloids found out uh something that was none of their fucking business they started running stories about how much of a recluse she is because they didn't have the privilege of knowing that kate had a child cry babies get fucked the guardian get fucked <laughs> it got so blown out of proportion that kate decided to tell her fans directly through her fan club and also released a statement <clears throat> oh boy hello everyone here is a press statement i have issued and i wanted you to see it A number of inaccurate comments have been made about me in recent articles, which I am taking further. I just want to which I just want everyone to know that I am very happy and proud to have such a beautiful son, Bertie. He's absolutely gorgeous. Far from being secretive, I am just trying to be a good protective mother and give him as normal a childhood as possible whilst preserving his privacy. Surely everyone can understand that. I'm having a great fun being a mum, and I'm oh, sorry, I had to do the British word. I'm having great fun being a mum, as well as working on a new album. I hope you will understand how invaluable it has been to me to have a very fulfilling and normal start to motherhood and I felt unable to tell you about birdie previously for reasons already explained he is the most beautiful thing i have ever seen he is my joy and i'm very happy and very busy being a mum. i am finding time to write for the new album and very pleased so far thank you again for your lovely letters and kind wishes i hope you will be happy for me lots of love kate xx that's very classy truly truly classy i just love like i have prepared this statement and you as my fan club will get to see it first and then it will be released to the public and this is that and that is that and that's on period and that's it yeah on October. wow this is so wild we like just went from like the early 90s to 2000s we are like already in the 2000s on october 29th 2001 kate went to the q awards to accept the classic songwriter award she appeared very happy and healthy and the joy of being a mother ran through her speech and other conversations she had that evening She was talking about how Bertie loves Elvis and Bob the Builder, and Kate had quit smoking. That's good. Yeah. Kate received a standing ovation in a room of her peers. And I'm going to show you the acceptance speech. It's not very long.
1: I bet that made her feel so good.
0: The winner of the uh, classic songwriter, the genius that is Kate Bush. (laughs)
2: So much, everyone, um, especially to the readers of Q. Um, and uh, well, thank you so much. This is just great. Uh, I-, I am actually making an album. It's just taking a bit longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm having a really great time with my son. Um, there's a few people I'd like to thank. It's a bit naff, but here we go. Uh, it's Ricky Hopper, Bob Mercer, Dave Gilmore, Del Palmer, Hilary Sheffield, Lisa Bradley. John Ina, Brad Gelfond, David Munns, Dean Cameron, Elton John, Russell Roberts, Tony, and all at EMI. My brothers, John, Paddy, and my mother. And especially my father, because when I was a little girl, and I I first started writing songs, whenever I asked him to come and listen, he would always say yes. And uh, that meant everything. So, So there you are. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: That hairstyle used to be my jam. I oh, just yeah. need to tell you that.
0: I, I need I, the, Kate's hairstyle, and this is like what I think of when I think Quintessential. of Kate Bush. Yeah, they are eating it
1: literally
0: up. Jack White is on his. Feet. She's like, oh, okay. I want you to know that she's the only person who got a standing ovation that evening. Of course, she is because she deserved Here's it. Here is the thing about Kate Bush: is that she never read stuff about herself in the press ever, so. like doesn't know how revered she is and i think that's such an interesting thing but a great thing but an interesting thing this was written in the book and i just thought this was like apropos to say on the podcast albert is by definition kate's ultimate creation he was the focus of her attention where music once consumed her her now now her child did and bob mercer summed it up very nicely saying she's a ferocious mother and that was just like pulled from like a little paragraph oh I'm gonna cry <laughs> right <laughs> right this was this is like we are wrapping up the emotional journey like I feel like we haven't had a lot of emotional stuff in this so far it was like it's all gonna happen here in the end so I've been <laughs> building and building and we've climaxed and we are now feeling things and now we're so we have
1: now graduated to feeling
0: so even though she Oh, even though she was no longer spending 16 hour days on her music, she was still working at it slowly. And when she felt inspired to do so, even though he was no longer her partner, Del was still a vital part of Kate's process, as is Danny, which is Danny Macintosh, (laughs) who would eventually do all of the guitar work for the album. And it is her most guitar-heavy album since her first two albums. Del was the only person who could be critical of Kate's music without Kate taking offense to it, which is why it was very important for him to be around in the musical process. <laughs> so if it was something that was, like, felt off, someone he was the only one who could break it to Kate. Sure. In a way that she would accept. Makes sense. Yeah. So by the end of the year 2000s, musicians were being invited to record from the outside to start rounding out some tracks. Peter Erksine was invited by Kate to work on some things. He said it was all very secretive. The way the drums were shipped, it had to be extremely discreet. There were no labels on where they were going. Like I don't know, it was sounded very confusing. He recorded for three day- days and said he worked on about eight tracks, but only appears on three on the final album. And he said the work was at a very leisurely pace, and improvisation was encouraged, which is
1: like a totally different world. At one point, because it was like so regimented, you mm-hmm. had to do it eight thousand times until Kate felt that it was a correct
0: yeah the way that this sounded to me is like you had musicians like in and out they would improvise and add whatever and Kate would be like I like this one the best so I will be using your take mm-hmm. on this thing thank you
1: which I think is how a lot of big people do it now
0: yeah this theme would be seen by the musicians who would be invited later too. and Kate was very inspired by the birds for this album and when you actually give this album a full listen you can hear it the way wi- it's it's very interesting and I, I I don't know this album well enough yet to be able to pull certain parts of certain songs for you to to fully be able to experience that but they kind of like edited her singing over top of like a whirl of a bird so it's like Kate singing and a bird kind of singing at the same time it's very interesting it's very very interesting so Ariel like Hounds of Love would have two sides to it side one would just be songs and the second side you know, like just songs that she put together. And then the second side would have a distinct story that would have nine songs telling the story from sunset to dawn the next morning. Much like working on the sensual world, the vibe seemed right for making this record. Everyone who worked on it talked how polite and unassuming Kate was. She was always making them tea and she was very sweet. And based on my readings, it all just felt very relaxed.
1: We love that.
0: And that's like the first time I think we could say that about Kate Bush is relaxed. this felt... Relax
1: while in the creative process,
0: yeah, Kate literally had the wondering thought if this album would ever get done, but there did come a point where everything was coming together, so Bob Mercer and David Munn, and now Tony Wadsworth was running emi, so she she had lost David Munn, who moved to a different label, and now Tony Wadsworth was running emi, and again, Kate kind of relied on having someone at the top being her cheerleader, or else things may not have gone the way they did. But much like the first two, Tony is very much a champion of Kate. And he would stop by to time time to time and literally said, I can't she said to him, I can't wait for you to experience one of my newest creations and then would serve him some cake she had just baked. <laughs> Get (laughs) fucked! (laughs) He found out very quickly that he was not going to hear the music until Kate was ready for him to hear it.
1: I'm fucking obsessed with that.
0: (laughs) Rumors of the album's release had started in 1997, but in 2004, Kate announced that her album was ready and would be released released sometime in 2005. If Kate thought the world had forgotten about her she was surely mistaken the announcement sent the media outlets into a frenzy. Of course it did. Wadsworth and David Munns who recently had come back to EMI from the other record label he went to were the first two to hear the finished album outside of Kate, Dell, and Danny. They were invited to the studio. Kate set up the whole thing and played it for them while she sat behind them nervously. The 12 years after the line, the cross, and the curve, she began working on the video for King of the Mountain, where she would work with Jimmy Murakami on with, who she tried to work with on The Central World 20 years prior. So, uh, this is Kate's Bush. Kate's Bush. (laughs) This is Kate's first song. Well. It took five episodes for me to accidentally say that.
1: That's true. You did pretty good.
0: Yeah. I'm going to show you this one because... I think this one's important to see. Tell us, tell us what happened, what you just witnessed. and
1: It started off with like a very Alice in Wonderland-esque feel. It was just showing like sm- images and scenery kind of going by and it all looked like it could be existing in the same space. <laughs> Maybe. And It was black and white. And then there was a jumpsuit and it's clearly Elvis's jumpsuit. Yeah. And then it comes down right off its finger does and it, and it goes on a journey. It on
0: a huge journey because
1: it's not really over.
0: No. What do you how does the song sound? What does that sound like to you? What was the shift?
1: It was like very curious. Not like not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but just sort of like, well, goes to show you never can tell, I guess. Some kind of vibe. <laughs> does that make sense? Like yes. all we can do is really guess at this point. What? <laughs> That was the vibe. That was the vibe. <laughs> oh, baby, you're out there somewhere. The wind is whistling through the house.
0: It is. The wind is whistling through the house. So, this is what Kate said. Um, When people listen to your record, it's an audio experience, you don't necessarily want to see things, like when you write a song, the person singing the song is a character, although it may be you vocally, it's not yourself you are singing about, but that character, it's someone who's in the situation, so you treat it like a film, that's how I see songs, they are not, they are just like a little story, you are in a situation, you are this character, this is what happens, and that's what human beings want desperately, we all love being read stories and none of us get it anymore. And that's what she felt like she was doing with that particular video. So the single was released on October 24th, 2005. One day before my my 15th birthday.
1: Uh.
0: And it reached number four on the UK charts. The album was released on November 7th and it received critical praise with some confusion.
1: I mean, such is the way.
0: I think personally that much like the dreaming this is a hard listen. You have to Want to listen to this and you're gonna to listen to the whole album. I don't think there's like picking Drop and choosing, it's just kind of what is of this album called? Aerial. Okay, it kind of looks like a desert, but it's actually like the waves of a, a bird chirping. The sound oh. is of a bird chirping, like I said, these are songs that you cannot listen to passively, each one is an experience, and the two sides are on their own album so if you bought the cd it would be two cds it'd be like one cd is the first one a sea of honey is the first side which is the more random view of yes and then a sky of honey is the second side there was less there was less the book didn't really go into what the story of the the nine songs were so i don't really have a lot of a grasp on it either and i like I just need to keep listening to them. But again, I find this this album particularly less approachable than most of the other music from Kate. Like It's like the opposite of the red shoes, where I find the red shoes you can just put on and you're like going to have a like, time. We're like, nah,
1: let's double down. Yeah. Let's do the opposite.
0: But A Choral Room is a song where Kate finally gets to properly mourn the loss of her mother and harkens back to OG Kate Bush. It's just her and the piano. And I'm going to play that for you.
2: It held her mood And now it holds our memories. I can hear.
0: The beautiful thing about the progression of her voice is that never trying to go back to something that is a man's voice. You are not, (laughs) you are not confused.
2: Okay,
0: I wanted her to do the
2: little brown dog,
1: (laughs) that's what I was waiting for.
0: Well, now he's doing.
1: No, I don't want him to do it. <laughs> I want her to do it.
0: We got further. The song still has mm, two minutes to go. E,
1: e. That's what I wanted.
0: So this album was less focused on rhythm and had a keen sense of editing that a lot of her work in the 80s seemed to have last. Oh, <laughs>
1: surprise.
0: And as promised, Kate did very little promotion and all of it was done she did say she at the end of like the central world she was like no we're not doing we're not doing this anymore you get what you get so all of it was done in print or over the phone or whatever was convenient to kate to do so if people were come they were coming to her she was like you're going to come to my house to interview me if that's what you would really like yeah and it's it's between these 10 minutes That you must be able to set up and tear down whatever. Which
1: you are able to speak with me.
0: The album reached number two in the UK, and Kate was well aware of the changing tide of the music industry. As someone who's once the champion of using the newest technology in her music, she felt like the way things were heading now took the humanity out of music. Beyond that, Hmm. she isn't going to be the one on social media to promote her work, as that's where we're heading in this time frame. Ah, yes. So she could see it coming, but she was like, I don't like that. What a shock. Right, Kate I know. doesn't
1: care for social media.
0: <laughs> Truly.
2: What like who's surprise.
0: surprised? <laughs> Though Kate did very little publicity, the tabloids were back at it again, specifically when Kate tried to divert public footpaths that would allow people to see her house. So like her house is on like a cliff. I don't know how else to describe this to you. And I read there is something happening where like there was bad weather and then like the clip like everything started to shift. It was a thing. I didn't get into it but there was like a lawsuit about that too because she was trying to say that I don't even remember but it was like all very weird I was like I don't think this matters <laughs> so
1: I trust your executive
0: decision yeah and so she's fiercely private obviously when you're not invited guests you are not welcome so she just didn't like people that people could see her but they were the city was like it's a public footpath, so you can't I don't know do what to that. tell you yeah. about that Okay, Kate stayed relatively actively muse- Ooh. <laughs> Kate stayed relatively active music-wise shortly after this release. She is friends with the author of the His Dark Materials trilogy. Oh. And she was asked to compose a song for the final theme of the Golden Compass movie. and She jumped at the opportunity. Of course, when Kate has something to base it off of, she finishes it in no time. So Tony Wadsworth at EMI, who has been at EMI, waiting for this album for the past 13 years.
1: (laughs) He was like, oh, so all you needed was an assignment. Yeah,
0: he was like astonished at the speed of the work and Kate said I do well with deadlines <laughs> he said well okay now you tell me get fucked <laughs> famously eat I just... my ass <laughs> Kate's doing everything on her own terms and everyone just doesn't get it like no one no. gets it <laughs> at this point of the Kate Bush story I, the book is wrapping up because the book was dated at this time frame. So I am now going to be filling gaps. It's going to be less narrative. It's going to be much more factual, but like not factual, but like just more spitting facts as opposed to well. There also comes the a point where
1: it's like I cannot continue
0: at right. this pace. I've been enjoying it. I told you I've been like upset about this episode for the past <laughs> like few weeks. I'm like I just like don't want to finish because I'm very much enjoying living in this space. But I also have other things that I need to move on to that everyone else's broader enjoyment will be had (laughs) with what I have. We're going to talk about Britney Spears. Yes. Yes, we are. And I have another thing on the way.
1: So excited.
0: Yeah. And I also this is just a fun aside. I went to so I buy all of my books for these things that we've done so far from City Books Pittsburgh, which is a really great independent bookstore where you got your books for Tina from mm-hmm. her as well so Arlen runs it and I went in and I thought what a fun not like filler episode but a one-off episode I was just like do you have any books about queer people like bi- biographies or autobiographies by queer people or women that would be like fun and she handed me this book and she was like it's gonna be great and I was like I literally cannot wait I'm so excited I don't know who this person Tom, is
1: you know what could happen soon what? we could have guests again
0: we could Arlen would be a great guest. Do you think she would come to the pub? I don't know.
1: We could fucking buy now. We also
0: could probably go to her and record in the bookstore. Yeah, why not? Yeah. (laughs) Listen to us having thoughts. (laughs) Thoughts in real time. Shared. So anyway, Tony Wadsworth and David Munns left EMI in 2008 and it was now being run by an equity firm. Yikes. And will Kate remain there? Will something else happen? And also don't forget, they really cannot threaten Kate because she owns all of her music and she has had that since day
1: one they're just publishing
0: yeah but she like owns it so yeah. she could
1: be like you were no longer publishing my music yeah she get could buffed. say get fucked yeah like get you. Were... <laughs> so in
0: 2008 kate turned 50 birdie turned 10 and her father died at the age of 88 bless them and man. that is literally where the that's where the book ends of like what an abrupt ending to like a beautiful story we've been weaving but also you know life goes on So in May of 2011, just six years, you know, only six years after a tight tight six, Kate released the director's cut and it is her ninth studio album. The album contains no new material, but reworks from the sensual world and the red shoes. Of course it does. And three songs were re-recorded completely. Director's cut. Yeah.
1: What a brilliant idea from the woman who's never really done.
0: Never really done.
1: Never really done. Yeah. I liked four minutes of a project I drove myself crazy over. And then we'll in turn turn around and say it's crap many years later. And then I'm
0: going to then 10 years after I'm going to say here's the better. Here's what I want.
1: Here's what I Here's here's closer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So remember when we talked about on the sensual world, Kate wanted to use the Ulysses soliloquy. Yes.
1: And she couldn't get the rights.
0: Couldn't. But she asked again for the director's cut and they gave her permission. So the central world is finally the realized vision that Kate wanted it to be, but it also changes world, uh, changes titles to be called the flower of the mountain. And the songs on the album are pitched down to cater to her more maturing voice. And, um, we are now getting the perspective of a 53 year old woman singing these songs. So they do take on like a different life. Yeah. And also some of the words are rewritten. So it's, it's like a. I love thing. that. I'm
1: obsessed
0: with that. So Kate said, for some time I felt that I wanted to revisit the tracks from these two albums and that they could benefit from having a new life breathed into them. Lots of work had gone into the two original albums and now these songs have another layer of work woven into their fabric. I think of this as a new album. The first song released was Deeper Understanding and if you don't remember it's the song about the relationship with a computer that was like not great. And Kate was like telling the future
1: yes I do vaguely remember yeah
0: so uh, the song features vocals from birdie and mm-hmm. they are like super computerized he's actually the voice of the computer because it, it's I don't want to show you the whole the video is like eight minutes long but um the music video stars Robbie Coltrane who played Hagrid in the Harry Potter films and Noel Fielding is also in the music oh. video what yeah he's in the music video okay yeah which
1: is hilarious I love that thing I sent you where he was like doing Kate Bush in the red dress. Yeah. And then how there were distinct moments where more people in red dresses came out and would dance behind him, Mm -hmm. but then disappear. I was obsessed.
0: Can you believe the audacity of this bitch? So um, the album peaked at number two and was critically well received it was the first album released on her own label Fish People which is a division of EMI and the label was created to give her more freedom and the space to create at a pace where it will work for her so basically she would be like EMI I need money and then she'd be like if you
1: would like to continue to publish my work <laughs> yeah. then you will let me do my own thing under my own, my own entire organization and leave me the fuck alone
0: so I'm gonna play the the rework of the sensual world because we've played it on the podcast I'm not sorry this woman's work so you can hear the difference in
2: I should be crying
0: Voice is so, good. voice is so pretty. I
1: prefer modern day Kate all day.
0: <laughs> Tiffany is actually truly just like so much more into the stuff that I've been playing this these, this round. Ah! <laughs> she has beautiful vibrato, which you don't really get yes. to hear on her. She other doesn't. Set. She doesn't. This is a woman in her late fifties singing. Dang. She took impeccable care of her voice, though. She quit smoking 10 years prior to this. It's Ridiculous. Fuel peeps. <laughs> 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 On November 21st, 2011, the same year, Kate releases 50 Words for Snow. Kate released two albums in the same year. She said, you've been starving. Eat, Eat. it up, bitch. <laughs> Eat.
1: <laughs> Feast. Eat that chicken you bitch
0: (laughs) so this is her first new material since ariel in 2005 and the album contains seven songs set against the background of snow has a 65 minute runtime and both lake tahoe and misty are longer than 10 minutes sure she created a world honey
1: let me walk you through nature
0: The first single was played on October 10th and the song was Wild Man. The song is about a group of people exploring the Himalayas who end up finding evidence of the Yeti and out of compassion cover up the traces of the footprints to protect it. The new song has met a lot of with a lot of excitement from critics and the song features vocals from Andy Fairweather Low. It's a very interesting song. It's like Kate singing over like some jazzy piano and some percussion and then almost like in a prog rock turn the man sings the chorus and it's like heavy and then it goes back back to like the lightness it literally really reminded me of D- district 97 song structure oh, okay so I was like this feels prog to me i don't know that she would call it prog but that's but the that vibe i was given would call it so steve gad did percussion on this album and he's apparently like one of the most revered session musicians there is and the first song on the album snowflake features vocals from birdie Singing the role of a falling snowflake, expressing the hope of a noisy world soon being hushed by snowfall, and Elton John is featured on the song "Snowed In." A birdie li- said, "Shut the fuck up, shut up, shut up, shut up." I'm gonna just uh, tr- cut to the part of that song so you can hear his voice because please, I'm guessing he doesn't sing "Shut the fuck up." No, you know what? He didn't come in hot with like "Shut the fuck up." So it has to be very soft and easy. Shut the fuck up.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Oh. As unapproachable as the other ones are, this one's just like you have to be a hundred percent in the mood for it. Yes. uh It's beautiful, but you are you're closing your eyes and immersing yourself into this world. I don't think there's a casual you are way to listen. You're your
1: home on a snowy day. Yeah,
0: and you are putting it on the record player and you are listening. You are sitting to and
1: watching to- the snowfall.
0: But the, the song with Elton John slaps. It's really good. Eight minutes long, of course. And then on the, wor- on the song 50 Words for Snow, actor Stephen Fry recites 50 different words. No. I also forgot to mention on Ariel, there's a song called Pie, which she like just says the, like, right, sings the numbers of pie. There is more lyrics than that, but I just need you to know... Um, thank that, you. Yeah, that, that's a thing that exists. And also, on the one song, Mrs. Bartold something, there's a part where she's singing about washing machines and she goes, whoosh, 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 whoosh. It's very something. That's a vibe. It is. It's when you're not expecting it, it's just like, what is happening? My ears. What are we doing? Yeah. So Kate said, I was trying to explore the idea of working with longer song structures and moving away from the more traditional form. I wanted to be able to tell the story through a much longer piece of time and was able to, through various elements of the story and hopefully make the song build. So they are just like, they start really slow and then you like find a place in the middle of it. And then they like, off and then they beautifully like merge into the next song this album was very 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 well received like I cannot tell you like if Ariel was like mostly lukewarm this was like this is the Kate Bush though because it's like creative I think people were just like oh we're like back to creative form the album debuted the UK album charts at number five making Kate the first female recording artist to have an album of all new material in the top five during each of the five decades she's been a recording artist bless and Kate went um, professionally dormant again for the next three years. Buckle in. Are you buckled? I'm buckled. On March 21st, 2014, Kate announced that she would be doing a residency at the Hammersmith Apollo for a 22-night residency. Crazy. This would be her first set of live shows since the Tour of Life in 1979, and the Hammersmith was where she performed the last three shows of the Tour of Life.
1: I was like, I liked it there. I would she like picked to go it back.
0: she picked it because of the size of it. She did not want something too big. She wanted it to feel more intimate. Let me tell you about my Solange aside that I have been like promising to build up to because I have been like sneaking I was like I can't wait to tell you about this. So I I follow Solange. Well, I follow I don't have Twitter anymore, but I did follow Solange when I was on Twitter. And I remember when this was announced, and I remember like knowing that this was happening because I would say like I had some Kate Bush songs in my repertoire, but I was not like a Kate Bush fan like I hadn't discovered this part of me yet Solange tweeted she was like if my man's smart he's giving me tickets to this Kate Bush residency and like, I remember it to this day she's like if he wants to get fucked if he is smart he's gonna he buy knows, me this if he knows his place I actually don't know if Solange ever went I remember thinking that like, I would I, love
1: to know so her singing that was cloud busting was it not was Solange the cover that you yes I did Solange. that was I was losing my mind.
0: Oh, it's everything. Solange, solely, solely underappreciated. Just in a, I don't understand. And it's like unfair that Beyonce is her sister because like, of course, she's going to get compared. It's like not even the same thing. It's like not even close to the same thing. And both are great separately. Just, But you also need to appreciate what Solange is doing just 100%. So I listened to an interview uh, Kate did on the BBC talking about this re- residency. Initially, only 15 dates were planned because Kate felt like no one was really going to care about it.
1: Oh my God, Kate. You but due to idiot. the high
0: demand, seven dates were added. Tickets sold out within 15 minutes. And before the dawn was the name of the residency, Kate had decided not to tour this album as she had very clear intentions of what she wanted the set to look like and how it was to go. And it would have been much more difficult to have to put everything up and then take everything down because is there a dvd let me tell you the story because of course i looked if there was a dvd are you insane (laughs) part of the story
1: (laughs) (laughs) how dare i rush you
0: well it's like actually written as part of the story it was not just an aside so okay the performance included dancers, puppets, shadows, mask works, conceptual staging, 3D animation, and an illusionist. And if you remember, The Tour of Life also had an I, illusionist. Recall. <laughs> I know you recall because I recall. Watched we scene. watched it. Yeah. So the performance was broken into three parts. Part one would include six songs chosen by Kate. Part two would be the Ninth Wave Suite from Hounds of Love. And part three would be The Sky of Honey Suite from Ariel. And the songs she chose for the the six songs were Lily, Hounds of Love, Joni, Top of the City, Running Up That Hill, and King of the Mountain. For some of the visuals, Kate spent three days in a flotation tank for filmed scenes that would play during the show. And the visual for And Dream of Sheep is actually available to watch on YouTube. And I think this was part of it. It was played in the, per- the performance during it. Are you ready to get like some goosebumps? Because like what I'm about to tell you is bananas. That show was an Absolute critical smash. The Evening Standard gave it 5 out of 5 stars. An extraordinary mix of magical ideas, stunning visuals, attention to details, and remarkable music. She was so obviously, so unambiguously brilliant, made last night something to tell the grandchildren about. Following the show, (laughs) 11 of Kate's albums charted within the top 50 of the UK album charts. What? All of her albums charted after these slew of performances. That's insane. That is...
1: That is actually insane. That is insane.
0: So... At number 6 was The Whole Story, which is her compilation album that she released in the 80s right after she was at her peak of fame. Hounds of Love was at number 9, 50 Words of Snow was at number 20, The Kick Inside was at number 24, The Sensual World was at 26, The Dreaming was at 37, Never Forever was at 38, Lionheart was at 39, Ariel was at 43, Director's Cut was at 44, and at 49 was The Red Shoes. Red Shoes trailing, bringing out
1: bringing out the rounding out the bottom,
0: but I mean, someone has to. So those happened in 2014, and in 2016 she released the audio of it. And I'm just gonna play you the like the last minute of the last song, so you can just hear the audience, hear them.
1: I knew she performed again in the aughts, uh-huh. but I didn't know like details about anything, obviously, because I stopped trying to look for Kate stuff because I didn't want to ruin anything.
0: So cloud busting was actually an encore still a minute and 10 seconds of audio and it is just people like flipping screaming the fuck out. their faces off for kate bush i
1: mean as they should
0: yeah <laughs> this is the first time she performed with in ears in and so she couldn't really hear the audience and so at the end when she would take her headphone like the pieces out she was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she was like actually so overwhelmed can you believe?
1: No. But I mean, yes. But, but no. It's
0: no. just 20 seconds. I love that whoever edited this left this whole part They're in. They're like,
1: you need to know.
0: Yeah, you need to know. You need to know. In 2018, Kate announced that two box sets of remasters of her studio albums um, would be released. So there's like two big final sets. And you best believe I've had my eye on them. I know I don't need them and I could buy all the albums individually. But like, I think I want them. You know, period. So there was a man who recorded vocals on them that was convicted of multiple sexual assaults so they were replaced by vocals from birdie so all of the re-edited versions that anything that says 2018 remasters anything that like required new vocals is from birdie and birdie also performed in he was like one of the performers in the show and kate released a Compilation of rare tracks and cover versions and remixes called Other Sides, which was released on March eighth, twenty nineteen, which was like not that long ago. Just remember. Now let's talk about Big Boy. You ready to talk about Big Boy? An interview with Yahoo, Big Boy said, I love Kate Bush. That's my people, man. My uncle turned (laughs) me on to her since I was like in eighth grade. And this is my mom's brother, like the weirdo brother. He turned me on to Kate Fleetwood Mac and Sting and Leonard Skynyrd. His top two artists are Bob Marley and Kate Bush. They're like tied for number one, 1A, 1B. He went to the Before the Dawn residency and met her. And after the show, he and his wife went to back to the dressing room to have a glass of wine. A few nights later, they had dinner and they potentially talked about collaborating. He said, Stay tuned, stay tuned, just stay tuned. I can't even talk about it right now. So there is something, there could be a Kate Bush and Big Boy collaboration that we would, would get this year.
1: Scream so loud, the whole world would hear.
0: Right? Promising. But of course, I don't want to end with Big Boy because this isn't about him. No. And when I got into all of this, of course i was like well i have to find out if before the dawn if there's a video so i looked it up no it doesn't it's it was filmed so there is footage of it that could potentially be leased but she said she talked a lot about how it was like more of an experience being there and like I the audio that. is a much more it was a better experience, a version of the experience for people who weren't there, as opposed to watching it, because you get to take in all aspects of the stage whenever you're watching it, as opposed to like being shown very specific things at specific times. But, um, so we might not get a DVD version. It hurts my heart a little bit, but um, upon, uh, she said, it might get a release someday, but I very want to m- much want to move on and do something new promising there is still kate bush to be had I think. Oh,
1: definitely there will be more there will be new kate bush in our lifetime easily
0: but that was the story of kate bush <laughs> to this day to this to this, to this very day. day what a time
1: truly what a time
0: everyone go listen to kate bush i'm gonna make a playlist it'll be in the links below do that. um these are I'm not saying that this is the standard. I'm just saying that these are the songs that I enjoy. The and then with a child, And of course, the hits like.
2: Wow, wow,
0: wow, wow, wow,
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> wow, wow,
0: wow, wow, wow. When I. I can't properly form how like important this was for me to have this experience <laughs> I like really like I don't I don't know it was a very profound thing to read about her because I just didn't know about her but it's like so something that I needed to know about and to learn about it in this way with people
1: I feel like it would be validating for you to learn about somebody like Kate Bush because there is something there was like a kinship between you both it there's does. a way that you are, that a, then there is a way that Kate also is, mm-hmm. and then there's the cross section that that be meeting, and just of you two. And we already see the payoff. Kate has remained true to whom she is, mm-hmm. whether that is well received or not. Yeah, and has seen dividends.
0: And just to talk about I f- a woman who like clearly is revered by people, but also I feel gets swept under the rug because right. I'm not. I feel like the American audience doesn't know her.
1: Not really. No, I would because say if
0: she was in the top ten every time she released an album in the UK, the UK is like, "That's our bitch. That is our girl." And don't you like try it? Anyway, the Wait. dollars are prepared for. Should I need to drop them? <laughs> they are laid. They are pressed. They are. <laughs> they are not a manicured. There is money set aside in the uh, like in the case that Kate's like, it's happening, and I'm just gonna be like, I'm going. Who knows where it is? Like, I don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm going to have to go somewhere. I'm can't, it's just not coming to me.
1: No. No. No, most certainly not.
0: No. And it could be Tom goes across the world by himself because who knows? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That might be what it is. It might be what it is. But I'm ready to take that journey because I feel like that's my live, my laugh, my, what is it called? E pray, love. That's my, yes, eat, that, pray, that love. would be your e pray, love. Though. Not my live, laugh, love.
1: <laughs> my live, laugh, love
2: moment. <laughs> That's my live, laugh, love
0: that's my to life. go see Kate Bush. My...
1: That is my live, laugh, love. That's my live, laugh, love.
0: I also never read Eat, Pray, Love. Don't have a relationship to the nope, book. Don't. So I think it's even more appropriate that I called it my live, laugh, love. <laughs> but if, even if that's not my live, laugh, love, I will tell you all when my live, laugh, love occurs <laughs> happen. I'm just saying. I'm
1: pleased. What a joy, what a treat. Kate Bush. Have such an appreciation for someone I knew
0: literally
1: nothing about.
0: I knew some, but we filled a lot of gaps. So I hope you guys enjoyed our journey with Kate Bush. The
1: Odyssey. That was Kate Bush up until this moment. And I hope you
0: all are get some rest for whenever we start the Odyssey with one Brittany Jean Spears.
1: (laughs) Things are just getting weirder and weirder with every Instagram post.
0: I haven't been keeping up, but I have been hearing in passing that things are He called pecans almonds the other day. It's so hard. It's so hard to know how to feel about anything. Because you could go lighthearted, which is like my brain instinctly, not to mock, but just being like, that's so silly. But then there's like it's dark. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The the <laughs> like, whole not knowing the dark. whole not
1: knowing is what makes it it it's troubling. Scary. Yeah. But we're gonna go, we're gonna, we're gonna take it, we're gonna go way back in the way back machine. So not well, as far back as we did with Kate, but we're gonna go back.
0: You know, it was nice to like go to the 70s, yeah, you know, and live in that space. And then zoom, zoom, zoom right to 2016 and potentially this year. So oh Thank you
1: for God. this journey.
0: Oh, me? Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for
1: shepherding me through Thank the valley. Thank you for letting me
0: take Seven hours of your life to tell you about the. Have you heard the good word of Kate Bush? This was our destiny. It was. You know, we changed formats, and I was like, "This is right." Us going on and on about something maybe two people care about is our journey. It is our journey. Yeah, but people care about Britney Spears. She's gonna bring in the list. I listeners. don't know
1: that anybody cares about what I have to say about Britney Spears, but I'm <laughs> on. A, I'm gonna have a lot to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then. Mm. Mm. I wasn't gonna I'm not gonna tell you guys who I'm doing I'm just gonna drop that on you when it Can't happens wait. you Can't know wait. my next yes you do
1: oh, yeah. oh no one's ready <laughs> no one's no ready, one's ready for, for that for the things that are coming oh.
0: well thank you all for listening thank you so much if you check us out on YouTube because Hope Mess Tom please is- go watch Tom's YouTube content I know you all watch YouTube don't fuck around <laughs> And you can watch us it's very similar to this but it might be about something you don't really care about but yeah honestly but our funny, vibe but it's still very funny <laughs> yes <laughs> truly what a vibe what a vibe is this the one we do love you too on yes, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bye bye I love you too <laughs> bye.